The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Tough, tough loss for the Cincinnati Bengals today as they took on the Green Bay Packers at home, went to overtime. There was a total of five missed field goals between the two teams and an extra point. And the Cincinnati Bengals couldn't take advantage of all the Mason Crosby misses, of all the different things that occurred in the game, both positive and negatively. And they come up on the short end of things 25-22 losers at home to the Packers. I kind of said this when the game ended, that it it feels like no matter which team won, especially as the game wore on, if if you lost this game, you would have felt like, man, this was our game. This was our game. We should have had this game. We should have had this game. We should have had this win, all of that sort of thing. And the Cincinnati Bengals just didn't take care of business. Hey, The Packers didn't take care of business a bunch of times, too. They had chances to ice this game, and they didn't take advantage either. Two pretty good teams, two pretty evenly matched teams. There were some issues shown by both teams in this one, but unfortunately the Bengals come up short at home by three points in a late overtime field goal by Mason Crosby, 25-22. I'm Anthony Cazenza with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast and CincyJungle.com. Going to be with you just for a little bit here, going over a couple of things, going over some thoughts, some statistics, and everything with this loss. It's hard to hard to know what to feel on this one. And I put up a winners and losers post on CincyJungle.com. And of course, there are differing opinions on people that are, first of all, I, I hate using the word losers on this thing, but it's part of the title. I don't like to use the word losers. It's more like people who had a bad game. Uh, type of designation. However, the point remains that there are a number of people that you could say, hey, bad game here. Yeah, but they did this. So, I mean, like I, I for instance, I pointed out uh, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as quote unquote losers. And they're not losers. They just didn't have 
at big games and there were a couple of drops, but Higgins came up with the, the, the two point conversion catch. There were a couple of first downs late that were converted by Boyd. They just combined for less than 60 yards between the both of them. So it's just kind of like, you know, it, it's, it, this game was kind of that way. There was a lot of, you know, this guy didn't have a good game, but you know, I didn't put burrow on either list because quite honestly, I had him in the winners. And then that last interception, put him in uh, kind of where I said, you know, he's not going to make either one of these lists because he brought the team back a number of times. He got them back into field goal range. He got them back into the game, but at the same time, two egregious interceptions where he was trying to make things happen, misreads, miscommunications. And unfortunately they just, it ended up costing the team. The defense, you know, I mean, there were there, some, some people are saying, you know, they only gave up, what was it? 10 points or nine points after halftime. Sure. But Mason Crosby missed three field goal attempts. Uh, so, I mean, there were a lot of opportunities for the Packers to gain more points that were may have been gimmies, and they did not take advantage of it. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, arguments for both sides. Uh, you know, I, I said the defense and, the, and the, the back levels of the defense weren't playing very well today. There weren't the impact plays from the linebacker group that we've seen from guys like Logan Wilson. Uh, you know, it was just kind of a pedestrian day from them. The secondary looked like they had a bunch of miscommunication back there, but we expected some of this as they went up against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers. We expected some of these issues. We expected the, the Packers to put up points. It was a matter of if the Bengals were in position to win this game, would they take advantage? Would they be able to step on the throats? Would they be able to do certain things to get themselves – in the conversation as one of the best teams in the AFC, one of the best teams in the NFL. I still think they're pretty good. There still exists an issue with this team closing out games. There was a graphic on Fox Sports. I'll have to pull up the stats, but essentially it was the Bengals were something along the lines of 4-14-1 in recent games decided by one possession, whereas the Packers were, you know, basically the opposite of that 11 and four or something, something to that extent. I'll have to pull up the, the exact statistics, but essentially the point is that the Bengals have a lot of problems closing out games, closing out close games and ones that a lot of people feel that they should have won. And they still are not doing that. Whether you want to put that on the head coach, whether you want to put that on the players, not executing in these big moments um, you know, you, you can, you could probably pass blame around to a lot of different people on, on the Bengals, uh, on the Bengals side of things, but there's enough blame to be passed around, you know, um, initially, you know, the, the defense was not playing well on a lot of different areas, but there were times where they were able to force a missed field goal. There were times where they were able to disallow points by the Packers and they, you know, you could say, well, they quote unquote held strong. Eh, kind of sure. But I mean, the point is that the, the point is that the Bengals still missed a lot of opportunities for uh, different, different areas to be able to take advantage of, of this game, really take control of this game. I'm sure if there's a Packers podcast, that's doing post-game reactions. They're probably saying a very similar thing. They're probably saying, you know, Mason Crosby just misses one of those three kicks late in the game. This is a different conversation we're having. I like the fact that the Bengals held strong. I like the fact that the 
you know, there were a number of different elements to this game where the Bengals could have crawled in their shell and really this could have turned into a blowout in, in a lot of different ways, and they didn't. And you can credit Joe Burrow, you can credit Zach Taylor, you can credit the defense, whatever. Uh, but there were, you know, the point of the matter is it was a very imperfect game by the Bengals and imperfect by almost every single one of their best players, really save for Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase did have a drop early in the game, but he atoned for that incredibly well. We'll talk about that. First, before we get to stats and everything, I'm going to get to a little bit of some breaking news here that came across the wire before we took the air. I'm Anthony Cazenza. This is the Orange and Black Insider. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's a logo right there in that bottom corner. Click that and also click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available and everything like that. We appreciate the support. If you like what we're doing, give us a thumbs up on the YouTube channel or go to our Cincy Jungle podcast channel. It's on all the major audio streamers, whether it's this show, whether it's Orange is the New Black with Ace and Zim. Matt Minnick's Chalk Talk and Coach Speak, all of that is available there. If you could download it, leave us a review there as well. That helps us out not only to get us some visibility, but also to uh, find out what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, all that kind of good stuff. We love to hear feedback from you. Appreciate the support. So let's get to a piece of news, a little bit of an unsettling piece of news here with the, the Bengals and Joe Burrow with uh, the the Cincinnati Bengals here. I'm, I'm sharing my screen here. Joe Burrow going to the hospital after the game for a possible throat contusion. Um, there, there were a couple of hits on Burrow wherein that could have happened. Uh, unfortunately, you see here he played all of the offensive snaps. This could be very precautionary, all of that, but uh, – you can see here on NFL.com, the Bengals signal caller was briefly tended to on the field in the second quarter after sustaining a hit to the head. We kind of thought maybe it was concussion. He went through the protocol there. He passed the protocol, came back in. Maybe it's something with the throat. So that is something to monitor going forward here. Hopefully he is okay. The prevailing thought is that he is okay, seeing as how he played the rest of the game, if that's indeed where it happened or when it happened rather. But you have to probably, you know, you have to look at that and say, okay, what's ahead next week? Conceivable winning, winnable game against Detroit. You may not have Joe Burrow if if this turns into something serious. First of all, first and foremost, hope he's okay, of course. But you look ahead to some things, and all of a sudden you go, okay, is Burrow going to miss time and and all that? There are some situations today were some situations today where Burrow probably could have avoided some of the contact. There was a big hit where he kind of ran around with the football, probably could have avoided some contact. And, you know, these are the things that, uh, you know, he's going to learn as he gets older. And, you know, you love some of this stuff because he called his own number late in the game to convert a fourth and two on a quarterback draw designed play. He came in and ended up doing that. But, there are some other plays there that you say, Joe, you know, you got to the first interception in, on the first possession of the third quarter. You know, you kind of say, I, I understand you feel like you can fit the ball in really any situation. However, the throw there was ill-advised. It was it was well covered. And you just kind of say, hey, throw that one away and let's move on. And instead, an opportunity where the Bengals had momentum going into halftime gets squandered because 
Burrow throws an ill-advised interception. And then late, there seemed to be some miscommunication between he and Tyler Boyd that caused an interception. I, I don't know how the Packers didn't win the game after that after that situation because they had the interception deep into Bengals territory, ended up missing the field goal. Bengals come back in and, and you know, unfortunately squander their opportunities as well. So, look, I mean, there's a lot of blame to be placed in this one. And I, I'm kind of curious if you guys will leave this in the comment section, whether you're watching it live or whether you're watching it after the fact. I would love to hear how you feel about this, uh, this, this loss by the Bengals. I, because some folks are saying, you know what, this is a loss that uh, – it feels like the Bengals are close. It feels like they're really close in a lot of different ways, but just not quite there yet, or they're ready to turn the corner, that sort of thing, the optimistic approach. There are some that say, you know, how are you going to be able to beat a Patrick Mahomes? How are you going to beat a Lamar Jackson? How are you going to beat those types of quarterbacks when you have Aaron Rodgers at home and his field goal kicker misses three field goals and an extra point? Mason Crosby... I think made four field goals on the day. So that would equate to, you know, 12 points there plus a couple of extra points. He left 10 points on the board for the Packers. Um, you could, you could argue Evan, Evan McPherson left six on the board for, for the Bengals as well. But I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that you, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah, you feel like you should have won this one because you, you squandered some opportunities. However, you also kind of have to, sit back and look at the fact that, Hey, we had Aaron Rodgers on the ropes. We did different things and we kept this game close and we still couldn't close it out. What do we need to do differently? Um, maybe you're just saying, Hey, just heck of a game. And this was probably how this one was going to go either way. One possession late in the game, that sort of thing. And it's just a wacky, wild, weird game. And that's that. I mean, uh, any of those mindsets, I, I probably adopt all three to be quite honest with you. Any of those mindsets I think are pretty acceptable at this point. So, Let's get to some – I want to start here. I, I pull up a couple of different, uh, you know, things for stats and scores and all that kind of stuff as we do the post-game stuff. I want to point this out because this is a, an interesting graphic on NFL.com's score page for the team. I, I Look at the first couple of possessions here. I guess we'll, we'll go here for the Bengals. The Bengals go three and out, first possession – then they get the interception, the big interception by Awuzier. He returns it all the way to the Green Bay 42-yard line. They're on the Packers' side of the field. Just get a few yards and you're almost in field goal territory, which I know is probably a laughable <laughs> statement given how poorly the field goal kickers play today. But you go, you're at the Green Bay 42-yard line, three plays, one yard after the interception that gets you into Green Bay's territory. You net one yard and you take a minute 39 off the clock. Unacceptable. You have to, when you, when you have Aaron Rodgers, when you have him at home, you have to be able to not only grind clock to not only get turnovers, but capitalize off those turnovers and get points off of them. And the Bengals did not do that early in this game. That really could have set a tone. What happens then the Bay, you know, Green Bay punts again, another three and out for them. Bengals get a touchdown uh, via P Ryan through the air. Pretty nice game for P Ryan, other than one missed block there that caused a sack. Green Bay promptly responds with a touchdown of their own to AJ Dillon. And then, you know, you got a lot of punts, a lot of punts. And here's the other thing, too. There was, 
I can't remember which punt it was. Maybe I can see where Green Bay started. But essentially, the Bengals punted in a situation where they were kind of at, you know, in no man's land. They punted, and it ended up getting kicked into the end zone. And so the net of the punt was like 20 or 25 yards. And you go, oh, my gosh. Then you look at some of the other decisions where the Bengals didn't decide to go for it, didn't challenge some of the spots and all that sort of thing with with really close plays. And, uh, you know, you have some questions for Zach Taylor. You have some questions for the coaching staff and, and the team there. So, you know, there, there's a lot to dissect here. But I think that if you really go, we can say, hey, Evan McPherson missed those kicks and those are, those are bad kicks. Yeah, I mean, the 57-yarder, you go, I mean, do you really – routinely expect to make a 57 yarder 49 yarder a bit different um something was something was going on in that stadium today with those kickers though not a good day by either of those guys regardless evan mcpherson shoulders some of that blame um zach taylor shoulders some of that blame but you go back to the early part of that game and you say look there was that interception right when the Bengals needed at the beginning of the game and they could have really started to kind of get some heavy momentum in this game and they did not take advantage of that in fact they went three plays netted one yard and punted the ball away right after an interception that put them in Packers territory early on and then of course you know I mentioned the Bengals get that explosive play right before half the 70 yard of Jamar Chase incredible play they kind of did they wanted to do the thing that they've excelled at this year so far where you get points before half you get the ball after half and you try and get points again the Bengals were moving again in the third quarter on the first possession and burrow scrambles tries to make something happen and throws an interception there i mean ill-advised i I know a lot of people are saying hey just let him let burrow do his thing it doesn't matter that's going to come every once in a while and i agree with that but it's fair to point that out also as a turning point in the game it was a turning point in the game, nevertheless. So you have to at least call that out there. The the other thing with that also that was impressive is, you know, the there were some bad drives and bad situations. And, you know, Burrow kind of responded in a lot of a lot of positive ways to get points. But unfortunately, you know, again, there were some interceptions. They get the ball first in overtime and throws an inexplicable interception to start that one be interesting to see exactly what happened there but um you know a lot of different issues happening for the Bengals and and reasons why this one didn't go their way when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here is a box score courtesy of ESPN.com. If you look out here, this is the team stats here. We're going to start there. 
Uh, Green Bay had a few more first downs than the Bengals, 21 to 18. Um, four more passing first downs. Here's the thing here. You look at total yards, 466 for the Green Bay Packers, 367 for the Bengals and almost a, a, a even amount of play, 63 to 65, 13 to 12 in terms of drives in favor of the Packers. Here's the big disparity, though, ladies and gents, yards per play. The Packers got almost two more yards per play than, the, than did the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think a lot of that was really on runs, on running back screen passes, on short passes to the running backs and things of that nature. And, you know, you, you could point to the Aaron Jones run uh, late in the game that that set them up in field goal position. You can point to the big play to Devontae Adams that also set them up in field goal position. They didn't take advantage. So there are a couple more explosive plays by the Packers that that also did that. But I think they were just, you know, they, they averaged over six yards per run, um, whereas the Bengals were about, you know, a, a little less than two yards than average per carry than the Packers were on that front. And you see that the passing yards, 333 to 264. Um, really, I think that was kind of one of the areas that stuck out to me where you say, hey, that's, that's where the Bengals may have lost this game here. Um, passing pretty evenly again. Burrow throwing one more interception than, uh, yeah, here we go right here. Six yards per rush and 4.3 yards per rush, as I mentioned earlier, in terms of yards per yards per carry. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Very, very low penalized game. There were a couple of situations where you thought more flags could be thrown really for either team, but uh, four total penalties in this game, three total turnovers. The Packers win the turnover battle there. Um, no fumbles for either team. It's it was all through the air, and uh, time of possession actually favored the Bengals a tight by seven seconds. <laughs> it, it favored the favored the Bengals. So I mean, uh, you look at this and you go pretty even, except for the yards per play and one more turnover by the Bengals. Um, the turnover didn't really, uh, the second turnover didn't really end up hurting the Bengals. The first one I think did in a way where the Bengals were moving the ball. They had momentum at halftime and couldn't capitalize there. So at any rate, here is a little bit more on the the team and uh, the stats, the tail of the tape, as they say. We're going to be here a couple more minutes to, sh to share some of this stuff with you. This is, again, courtesy of ESPN.com. You see Burrow, Again, high completion percentage. It's the two interceptions, that last one going, what, what happened there? Uh, you know, Rodgers, three, 344 yards. He did have an interception. The two sacks of Rodgers came courtesy of Trey Hendrickson. So a pretty good game from him. But other guys not getting in there as much. And, you know, some other, some other issues happening there. You see P. Ryan there, 5.4 yards per carry. Mix in 3.3 yards per carry on his 10 carries. Had a great move on that touchdown run. Man, great move there. Burrow, three rushes, 11 yards. Um, so, you know, again, still though, look at the long runs. 11, 10, 19. You see the two players that ran the ball for Green Bay. They're both of their running backs had bigger long carries than three of the Bengals running backs. So Aaron Jones, long of 57. A.J. Dillon, long of 17. And then you look at the Bengals, long of 11, long of 10, long of nine, just not popping the big plays on the ground. I know those are a little bit more few and far between than in days of yore, but you, you still got to get those as they come. What a game from the top receivers for both teams. Devontae Adams getting 11 catches, 206 yards, one touchdown, victimizing a lot of different Bengals defensive backs. 
whether that was a Wouzier, whether that was Eli Apple when he came in for a Wouzier, whether it was Jesse Bates, um, great game for him. And of course, Cobb only two catches, but one a huge one to set up the game winning field goal in overtime. You look at the, the, the other side here, Chase, gigantic day, 26 and a half yards per catch, six catches, 159 yards on 10 catches, just a couple of amazing grabs, not only the concentration on the 70 yarder, not only the bobble one across the middle that almost went for another touchdown, but did not, but the toe drag at the end of the game that also put the Bengals in field goal position late in the game. Just an amazing, amazing game from him. Six catches on 10 targets, 159 yards and a touchdown. You know, there were some good moments from, I mentioned this earlier, some good moments from Higgins and Boyd. But when you have 12 targets for them, only nine catches and 56 yards, uh, you know, and Higgins had two drops. All of Boyd's catches were in the second half. You, you kind of go, man, I just, I was hoping for a little bit more. And there were some opportunities there that, you know, I don't know who that second interception was on, whether that was Boyd or whether that was Burrow or both. Um, Higgins had a nice two point conversion catch. I mentioned that earlier, really nice play, but there were two drops that really could have extended drives really could have, I, I think the, the Bengals atoned for at least the second drop, but I mean, there were, there were times where Higgins had a couple just kind of go right off him. Uh, especially the second one, there was one that was a low kind of diving play, but that's where Burrow had to put it. And he didn't reel that one in Higgins, of course, coming back from that shoulder injury. Maybe there's still a hampering there. But I mean, you see the explosive, explosive plays from Jamar Chase, 26 and a half. And then look at the rest of the yards per catches, six, six point four, six, six, eight, seven and a half, four and a half, two. So, I mean, there's just not as many explosive plays either on the ground, as I mentioned, a long of 11, a long of 10 and a long of nine from the three rushers by the Bengals. And then you go 26 and a half yards per catch from Jamar Chase. And then six and a half, six, six, eight, seven and a half. I mean, there's just, I don't know. There's just not um, as many explosive plays outside of Jamar Chase occurring really right now. I mean, we saw some last week, but uh, you know, uh, they're, they're going to need to find another weapon to be able to get some more uh, opportunities here. You see on defense mixed day for Vaughn Bell, couple of really nice plays, nice tackles, but obviously the safety struggle to corral Devontae Adams. And additionally, Bell was that, that big, big run by Aaron Jones. He blitzed in there, had him dead to rights and just whiffed. Um, still had nine total tackles and three of them for loss. So a mixed bag day for him. Bates, same kind of deal. There were a couple of big plays to Devontae Adams where he just was not able to do uh, what he needed to do. Um, Logan Wilson had seven total tackles, but no impact plays, no sacks, no tackles for loss, no passes defended, no interceptions, no quarterback hits. So a, a really kind of just pedestrian day from Logan Wilson and really the rest of the Bengals linebacker group. A largely good day from Chidobi Awuzie, who had six total tackles. Uh, it said one was for loss. There was another one that was basically for a loss. He had another couple of tackles that were really, really solid by him as well. Two passes defended, did let up a big, big completion to Devontae Adams. But overall, Wouzier having a pretty good game and a pretty good year uh, coming back. Pratt, again, he had the one tackle for loss, but five total tackles. Um, and just really outside of the – a lot of the guys who have been making plays were really, really quiet today. Trey Hendrickson getting two sacks and four tackles, but you see B.J. Hill – 
four tackles. I mean, that's nice, but none for loss, no quarterback hits, no quarterback sacks, Tupo, three tackles, same kind of deal, just goose eggs across in the other important categories. So, you know, uh, not just not the impactful defensive plays that you probably you were hoping for and you needed as the Bengals, but just couldn't get it against Aaron Rodgers there. And then you see the one interception by Chidobia Wuzier. Brandon Wilson actually kind of got things going in the kick return game, four returns for 120 yards, one of which was a long of 44. Nice return there and a couple of other nice returns too. Nothing from, from Darius Phillips in the punt return game, one one return for two yards. A lot of, uh, a lot of attempts on fourth down, a lot of missed field goals, all that kind of stuff, limited some of the punt return opportunities for both and then oh my goodness gracious look at the kicking oh mason crosby four seven 57 percent on seven attempts as long of course being the game winner of 49 one of two on extra points he had 13 total points but left 10 on the board mcpherson had two total points it was two of two on extra points but missed two field goals uh Huber, not the best day from him. I mentioned that, yes, there were two inside the 20, but an, one that was a touchback that was should have just been a, a real kind of pooch kick, and the Bengals opted to not go for that, and it went in the end zone. They netted very little yardage on that. So, you know, uh, just kind of an up-and-down day from him. Very interesting to see how this team, not only in, from individual perspectives, Joe Burrow, Evan McPherson, Zach Taylor, how everybody res- responds this next week. I know I, I shared a, an article earlier about Burrow and having a possible throat contusion, that sort of thing. We'll see what happens with that. But, uh, you know, I I don't know. Uh, the, the next game on the slate is the Lions. That should be a winnable one. And quite honestly, um, it, it's a little worrisome because the last time this team had a trap game, the Jaguars, that got pretty ugly and got pretty tenuous at times. Bengals came through, won the game. But here, here's the thing. McPherson now, three misses in the last two games, three field goal misses in the last two games. He hit the big game winner last week, but had two game-winning opportunities this week. Didn't do it. Had the miss on the opening drive last week. How's the rookie kicker going to respond? How is Joe Burrow going to respond from another – up and down day. He responded very, very well after the loss to the the Bears and played very well against Pittsburgh. How is he going to respond to this one? How is Zach Taylor going to respond? Um, the Bengals seem to be a bit healthier uh, than than in weeks past, so it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this team responds. You would like to to think that they would go into Detroit and. Uh, win a game that they should handle pretty easily. It's a little worrisome because the Lions have been playing a little bit better than people think. It took the Ravens down to the wire. It took a record, an NFL record kick by Justin Tucker to win that one, bounced off the crossbar and in. Um, they're just they're they're playing pretty hard for Dan Campbell. You don't know what the psyche is necessarily in the Bengals locker room. You like to think that it's at a high level given the personalities and the talent in that locker room, but this was a one. This was a game that you kind of felt like, man, this was, this was there for you if you're the Bengals. And I'm sure if the Packers lost the game, their their players, their media members, everybody would be saying the same thing that it was, man, this was there for you, and you just didn't take advantage against a team that, you know, 
blah, 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 whatever narrative you want to use. And unfortunately, we're going to hear some different narratives. And this is going to be about Aaron Rodgers this week. This is going to be about his team and how the Bengals just aren't there yet and all of that. And maybe some there's, there's a lot of truth to that. But that be prepared for that. There's going to be a lot of typical Bengals narratives coming out of this one. Typical Bengals narratives coming out of this one. And that's unfortunate because it was a very entertaining game. They went toe-to-toe in large part with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And you, you kind of felt like the Bengals should have had that one. But um, I, here's the deal. I mean, we could talk shoulda, woulda, coulda. We can talk, how are you going to beat the Chiefs? How are you going to beat the Ravens? How are you going to? The bottom line is the Bengals got to keep going one at a time here. They've got a winnable one coming up. They got to take care of business there. And hopefully this, this still very young team can learn from a game like this. And, and what's crazy is in five games this year, for the Bengals, they have played, I would assume, more in general, more snaps, more football, and more high-stress football than almost any other team in the league. They had two overtime games in the first five. You could argue that McPherson misses that kick at the end of that Jacksonville game. They're going to a third overtime. They almost took the Bears to overtime, even though they played like crap that entire game. So they, they've gone wire to wire pretty much every single game. And then, of course, the first game they went to overtime and when it was as time expired in overtime. So this, this team has played a lot of football. The bottom line is Sterling Sherwood and Facebook and our Facebook page says it here, 9-27-1 under Zach Taylor. That's a bottom line. The one possession game struggles is another bottom line. And these are the games that bring the questions because, the again, you get into – one of the elite teams, one of the elite quarterbacks, you feel like you are turning a corner as a team. You feel like you have an elite quarterback yourself. And unfortunately, the Cincinnati Bengals just don't come through, don't make things happen for themselves. And, uh, you know, hey, the pa- credit the Packers too. I mean, they they could have folded up their tents after <laughs> three straight fourth quarter and overtime misses from Mason Crosby. Three straight. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, the extra point earlier. I said, you know, when the Bengals were down, I think by, uh, what was it, you know, five points, six points, I think it was 19 to 14, and then it became, you know, 22 to twenty-two to 14. And then as the Bengals had the ball, I was watching with some folks, and I just kind of said, hey, you know, uh, that extra point's going to loom large. I just have a feeling that I, that missed extra point by Mason Crosby is going to loom, loom large. And lo and behold, it did, um, as they often do for any team. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I guess – you can feel good about a lot of elements in this team, uh, in this game, about this team, because they were right there with a very good team, with a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. But it still just stings because you just feel like, man, they just are they there yet? I, I don't know. I, I it, these are the types of games you have to close out, and and if you're going to be a good team, if you're going to be the team you think you are, if you're going to be the team that you want to be, under. All of these this types uh, these types of leaderships, uh, you, you got to be able to close out these games. And unfortunately, the Bengals didn't take care of business. But um, really, the Packers didn't really take care of business either uh, until it was just kind of like, here, fine, <laughs> here's here's a, another field goal opportunity. Just let's just end this thing. That's kind of how it felt at some point. But at any rate, uh, thanks for joining us live on Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon for some. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider. We're going to get on out of here. There's some background noise. I apologize. We've, where I watch it, there's a lot of kids and all kinds of different things, but it's fun times. And uh, hey, 
the Bengals gave us an entertaining one. The Packers gave us an entertaining one. Uh, looked like the crowd was having fun and it was high stress at a lot of points, but um, Hey, you know, these are the types of things. Hopefully this doesn't become a continuing pattern. It becomes more of a learning experience for all of those guys in the locker room. We'll see. We'll see at any, at any rate, Go download our program on YouTube. Go check out our podcast channel on all the major audio streamers. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in live. Hopefully you enjoyed the game regardless of the result. A really entertaining game, quite honestly, and one where you just go, wow, some of that stuff was just unbelievable what I witnessed there. But thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll be with you this week for Water Cooler Chat, Bengals, and NFL News. We'll be with you this week for, um, you know, our main show on Wednesday and, and all kinds of different things, fantasy football, more post-game reactions, all that good stuff. Hopefully we're talking about a win next week. Take it easy, everybody, and we'll see you this week. Have a good one.